Okay, this is Igris. And uh, today we're basically going to reread every letter that we read over the past month. That's more or less what we're doing. And there's a reason for it. Uh, the Rebbe's tone, <clears throat> excuse me, over the summer of Tavshin Lam and Gimel is hard to miss. We've, uh, we've, we've pulled out aspects of these letters, but I want to look at them all as a group because as a group, they're telling us something very important. In the summer of 1973, all that Rebbe was thinking about was Chinuch. That is uh, very obvious. That in the letters that we've looked at, he keeps on talking about chinuch over and over again. He talks about chinuch in a strange way. He wants us to do chinuch al tayras specifically in the summer, specifically in summer camps, and he specifically wants little children involved. We even saw one letter uh, a couple days back where the Rebbe addressed the letter to children under the age of Bar and Bas Mitzvah. So the Rebbe's pushing this. Now, I will admit, when I first came across these letters, I wasn't really thinking about the year and the historical context, and I kind of figured that this is just what the Rebbe does over the summer, right? So during Hanukkah, the Rebbe talks about Hanukkah. During the summer, the Rebbe talks about Chinuch al and keeping our children focused throughout the summer. It turns out that's not the case at all. This is highly atypical. The Rebbe never talks like this. He only talks like this this year, and it's all over the place. And I think the letter that really points that out more than anything else is actually the letter that we saw yesterday that we used for a completely different purpose. I have it on your screen right now. Yesterday's letter was from Tesvav Menachemav, and the Rebbe writes to somebody. Somebody wrote to the Rebbe saying, I've written you several times about the things I'm doing. This person's engaged in shlichus. They're engaged in building shuls and building libraries and shuls and giving shiurei tera. And they're writing to the Rebbe again and again to tell him the good news, and the Rebbe's not writing back. And the Rebbe writes to this person, if you look at the letter on your screen, he writes to them, no, I'm very grateful for it. Thank you for sending me all that good news. And I'm very happy with the things you're doing. The reason why I haven't had time to write back to you is is because I've been so busy with the ideas of Inyanek Kayetz. So this is the, the Rebbe's pet projects, really. If you think about the Rebbe's big initiatives, things like Shlichas, things like Shiorei things like building shuls in far-off places. This was in Florida. I mean, a shul in Florida, in a hotel. This is the Rebbe's Inyan, and he's not responding to it because he's so busy over the summer with Inyanek Chinuch Kayetz. <clears throat> The question is why? The question is why does the Rebbe dive into this so much over the course of the summer? And uh, I guess there's a few ways we could do this, but I think I want to give away the ending and then build toward a louder ending. The reason is because the Yom Kippur War is about to break out, and we don't know that, and the Rebbe doesn't necessarily know that, but somewhere behind the scenes, the Rebbe is laying the groundwork for us to have merits to win the Yom Kippur War in a way of, uh, in a way of miracles, in a miraculous victory. And uh, the Rebbe really says this only a long time later. If you look on your source sheet in front of you, I also have it on the screen right now. The Yom Kippur War broke out on Yom, on Yom Kippur. That's why it's called that. It broke out on Yom Kippur of Tavshin Lamed Dalit of 1974. And what, two days, three days after the war broke out, by the way, the war broke out on Yom Kippur, of course, and people already came to 770 and told the Rebbe that it had happened. So uh, when the Rebbe arrived for Shachris in 770 on, in 1974 uh, by Yom Kippur, the he, he was aware. So I, I don't know who it might have been. It might have been Rabbi Groner. Somebody leaned over and told the Rebbe that Israel's been attacked. The Yom Kippur War, the entire Arab coalition attacked Israel all at once on Yom Kippur. Uh, somebody leaned over and told the Rebbe that it had happened. The Rebbe said, Echvez. He said, I know. And then according to everybody who was there, the Rebbe didn't really act any differently the entire Yom Kippur. It was more or less a Yom Kippur as any other. He might have encouraged singing a little louder during certain parts. And uh, he stood on a chair by uh, by, uh, by 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 the... Um, by the end, by, uh, what's it called? By, uh, with the dancing at the end, he stood on a chair. But other than that, there wasn't a whole Napoleon's lot. March. 
Yes, by the march. Thank you. By the march, by, Napole by Napoleon's march, he stood on a chair. But other than that, there wasn't really any any visible sign that the devil was dealing with the Yom Kippur differently than any prior Yom Kippur. And on Yud Gimel Tishrei, which is uh, which is Shaykh to the Reb Marash, he held a fabrengen like any other fabrengen, and he opened the fabrengen by saying, "I know that we're in the middle of a war that just broke out three days ago, but la tchila riba, we may as well do a fabrengen anyway." And it's almost business as usual. And if you look at letters from the Reb in Yom, during the Yom Kippur War, we're going to look at a lot of them uh, next year, hopefully, or when we move on to Tavshin Lam to the next volume of Igris, this will be a major focus. But a lot of the Rebbe's letters in the Yom Kippur were him telling people, don't worry, it's fine, I'm not really concerned about this, everything's going to be okay. And when people told him that they were disappointed that they didn't see big miracles in the Yom Kippur war like they did during the Six-Day War, the Rebbe said back, because everything was so organized and done so, it was all, God arranged everything so perfectly, you didn't necessarily notice the miracles. Anyway, in Yud on Yud Gimel Tishrei of Tavshin Lamedala, the year the Yom Kippur War broke out, only three days after the outbreak of the war, the Rebbe writes this. I want to read it to you. He says, Perish Rashi Alatera. The Rebbe says this in the Sikha. Perish Rashi Alatera. Rashi says in the Tedish Shaykh Lukalach and Misrael, Fil Ben Khamish Lemikra, even Shaykh to small children. Everybody knows this Rashi. Muva inyan diniba veinya dea ma niba. There is such an idea that a prophet sometimes or a person sometimes can say a prophecy and they don't know that they're saying a prophecy, that they are unaware that God's speaking through them. Sometimes a person does things and at the time they do them, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know the reason why he's doing them. And only later on does he figure out that he was saying just the right thing at the right time. And then the Rebbe says, the entire prior summer, that's the summer that we're learning right now. The uh, topic of from small children, you'll be able to strengthen the Jewish people, that you can avenge our enemies through the voices, through the breath, through the prayers of small children. And I connected that to a mimer from the Rebbeim, from, from, from the Friedrich Rebbeim, from Tafresh Pei Zion. And the Rebbe writes, or the Rebbe says, what pushed me to speak about something from the year Tafresh Pei Zion? We had reviewed this mimer over many years. There was no shturim associated with it. There was no excitement about it. What happened now? It's only now been explained. The Rebbe says, I only realized now that the reason why all summer I was pushing Chinuch in a way I'd never pushed it before was as a preparation to help us destroy our enemies in the Yom Kippur War. So the Rebbe himself says this in a sicha that he didn't realize at the time why he was saying all of these things, that sicha the rest of it's on the page if you want to look at it. Uh, the Rebbe himself says that he didn't realize at the time why he was pushing these Yinanim during the summer, but it turned out that it was in order to prepare us to win the war. So everything we've been reading, we keep on seeing letters where the Rebbe is talking about Chinuch. This is the Rebbe preparing the Jewish people for war, whether he knew it or not. I want to now look at some of these letters. Almost every letter I'm going to show you today we've read already, but I want to now show each of these letters to you in a slightly different light, highlighting the parts where the Rebbe is clearly preparing us with prophesying and not knowing what he's prophesying for a war that's going to break out a couple months later. So first of all, I want to bring you back to the very beginning. The beginning of this push is in Erev Shavuos, Tavshin, Lamed, Gimel. That's the first time the Rebbe starts talking about this. There's a sicha on Erev Chag HaShavuos. It's on the screen in front of you, but let me make it a little bit bigger. On Erev Chag HaShavuos of Tavshin, Lamed, Gimel, the Rebbe starts talking about camp. And he says there, There are people sending their kids to summer camp. 
A person who's choosing a camp for their kid needs to choose the one that is going to have the most quality and quantity of limita Torah and inyana yadus, of learning Torah and engaging in Jewish things. And then later on, they have to make sure that there's an open spot. So uh, basically, first ask whether the camp is full of Torah and mitzvahs, and then find out whether they have availability. And the Nebuchadnezzar, we've spoken many times about the advantage of Machnekites of going to a summer camp, that all 24 hours, they can be in an environment that is conducive for their learning if you pick the right environment. And he goes on to talk at length about the importance of summer camps. <clears throat> Later on, on Yudbe's Sivan, the Nebuchadnezzar sends out two letters. The Nebuchadnezzar sends two letters on Yudbe's Sivan. Uh, both of them are public. One is to all of the teachers, and one of them is to all the askanim, and it has more or less the same message. The Rebbe says, Based on everything we said on Shavuos, before it and after it, about how we have to uh, double down in the education of our children, I forgot to mention, but it's in the Sikh on the page, that on Shavuos, the Rebbe linked this to the idea of our Revos, that our children are our guarantors. Based on the fact that Chazal say that the God didn't want to give us the Torah until we guaranteed that our children would be our guarantors who were going to watch over it for us. That I says I'm permitting myself to add on this Indian Shazman Grama, a very urgent matter right now. It is a holy obligation for every single person. Person and anybody who has the ability to do this, and it's also a great merit. To make sure that every single Jewish child is educated in Jewish studies exclusively. Also, when this is a time set aside for learning, and also during other hours of the day and night, and maybe then even more. And he pushes these teachers to to uh, to to uh, engage in this throughout the summer. There's another letter sent on the exact same day, and this is sent to the Askanim and the Anhala of the different institutions, telling them that he wants he wants results. He says, for all the things that we've talked about. So the Rebbe says, I've talked to you about a bunch of projects. I want you to make sure that there's education for the children over the summer in a way we've never seen before, in a stronger way than ever before. And I want results by Rish Tamuz. He says, this is very urgent. Note in our previous letter, he also called it a very urgent matter. It's a very urgent. And he says, by Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Tamuz, I want all these things to already be underway. And the more you can do, the better. So he writes this to all the Askanim on Yud Beis Sivan. We're seeing an urgency and we're seeing a push like the Rebbe has never had before. Again, on Yud Zion Sivan, the Rebbe writes to students and tells students they need to be living examples for what a person should look like over the summer so that the younger children will be engaged. He says, Now is the time to emphasize once again. I want to repeat again what we talked about on the Fabrengen of Shavuos, which is that our priority for the summer is going to be It is obligatory and holy upon every single person, and certainly among the Talmidim who are in Temchet Mim Laseis as called. Hatolibam to do everything that is possible. First and foremost, by being a living example of Dharm and by expressing themselves earnestly, to ensure that over the summer, every single Jewish boy and girl is educated over the course of the summer. And specifically in the month of the summer, there's much more opportunity over the summer where secular society is not pushing us to put kids in schools. So we can do whatever we want with them. So now would be the time to really to really overemphasize or more emphasize that to the greatest degree ever to the greatest degree throughout the year um the importance of them learning Torah.
we have a letter, and you might remember, you might remember all of these letters. I believe every letter I've shown you so far, we actually read together and used for something else. Uh, and Tesvav Tamos, on Tesvav Tamos, the Rebbe sends, I think, two letters on the same day once again, right? Let me check. Yep, these are both two letters sent on the same day once again. And here he introduces something that we haven't seen before that starts to bring a chill to the room. If you read diaries from the time, people say that at this point they knew something weird was going on. The Rebbe had been pushing Chinuch in a way, never pushed it before. But look at his lush in here. He writes in this letter. I want to emphasize once again the incredible merit and the incredible necessity and the incredible um, importance of Chinuch Al-Tarez HaKedosh for every single boy and girl who is Jewish. It should be emphasized ever stronger. Starting from the very youngest children. Now look at this. Based on that which it says in the Pasuk. It says in the Pasuk that when little children learn Torah, it helps us defeat our enemies. As the Friedrich could have emphasized in his mimer, Shaykh to Yudbeis and Yudgimel Thomas. This specifically is important right now during the Ben Mitzarm during three weeks, uh, and that we should, um, that, and that it's very important to make sure that there is Hakdamas Rafu Lamaka, that a cure is sent before a hit. What that means in this context is that prior to prior to Tishabab, there needs to already be, which is a time of destruction, there needs to already be a solution to that, which is children learning Torah. But when you read this now in a different in a different tone, he may well be talking about the Yom Kippur War without knowing it. It says, Signan Chazal, The way Chazal do things is they always send the cure before the disease, and this is the derech, to send the cure before the disease, to make sure before the disease arrives of an, of an impending war, we'll be able to destroy our enemies by way of the voice, but by the breath, using the breath of the Tineke Shalbe using the breath of little children learning Torah. We have another letter here, sent on the same day, Tesvav Tamos, Tamos of Tavshin Lam and Gimel, where the Rebbe uses the phrase again. He says, The children need to understand the incredible merit they have. That touches every single Jewish person, but is really on the little kids. As David said, As David says, it is from the voices of small children that we are able to destroy our enemies. We destroy our enemies specifically during the benefits he's talking about, and he applies it to the time of year. But uh, he, but he once again is saying that we need to be pushing over the summer because it will help us destroy our enemies. A strange thing to say when at the time we didn't have any particular enemies we were looking to destroy. I'm sure there were rumblings about a possible war. People were talking about it, but it certainly was not uh, was not the forefront of anybody's mind. And here he introduces a part two to the campaign and says that since it says in the Pasuk, since it says that Zion will be redeemed with Mishpat and its captivity, its captives will be redeemed with Tzedakah. Mishpat is terrorist. So you can redeem part of the Jewish people by increasing the terrorist study with the small children. But the Rebbe says, I also want the small children to increase in Tzedakah because this also seems to be a way that we destroy our enemies. That when we want to get our enemies, uh, when we want to destroy our enemies, the way that we do it is by having small children Children learn Torah and having small children give tzedakah. And the rabbi says, Kevin Sha'an the Rebbe says, I want to be a partner in this. The Rebbe says to the small children, I am telling the people who are, I'm telling your uh, your teachers to hand out from me coins that are in the currency of whatever country you might live in so that you can hand out coins to Tzedakah. So the Rebbe is now pushing two things starting at this point, starting in Tesla of Thomas. The Rebbe is pushing small children learning Torah and small children increasing in their Tzedakah. 
On Erev Shabbos Mevarachim of, the Rebbe has another letter that once again does this. This was an, also one that we've seen before together, where he writes to all the kids who are in camps around the world, uh, and he says to them, Shalom Abracham, Eshalim Echtav, and Tesva Vitamos, as a continuation of what I wrote about Tesva Vitamos, which is that we need to be careful to uh, make sure the children are learning a lot of Torah and giving a lot of tzedakah because this destroys our enemies. He says this should be emphasized even further during the Ben Mitzarim, during the three weeks. got destroyed because of our sins, and that the only chuva for this is us learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. And so once again, he pushes this, uh, he pushes this on Shabbos Mavarachim of. The following day, he gives a sicha about this and says all the things that he's been saying in his letters. So the following day, uh, the Rebbe has a fabrengen. This is a sicha you can find printed in Teres Menachem. I have it on the page in front of you. He quotes the Pasuk, He once again says that that means that the only way that we can destroy our enemies, he mentions the Pasuk about little children destroying our enemies and says the only way we can fight back against the enemies of the Jewish people is by having children who have pure breath that does not have yet have sin on them do chinachal tarasakadish, be engaged in terrorist study, and be giving tzedakah vishavea b'stakah. And over here he says, in this next page of the Sicha, says, I would like everybody to organize camps and organize programs for kids to learn more Torah and do more mitzvahs and give more tzedakah, specifically right now. And he says, Don't worry about where the money is going to come from. Certainly some generous person will give the funds you need. They're going to give with joy. We're not going to have problems. We'll raise whatever money we need. Really uh, empty the banks on this initiative. The Rebbe is telling people to uh, to go into debt. The Rebbe is saying, spend whatever money possible to make sure this initiative happens. This summer, right now, we need children learning Torah and giving tzedakah. And so he says, and this is just an important message for everybody, since we are commanded to educate our children, and since God owns all the money in the world, nobody ever lacks money when it comes to tuition payments. You see that from the Rebbe? You can't possibly not have enough money for tuition. We can bring in any number of children. Our amount of money that we're going to have every year is set aside. This does not apply to the money that we will have for educating our children. That is, a, that is an addition. That's not part of the amount that we that is set aside for us every year that we cannot exceed. So if we try to educate more children, bring more, more, bring more children into these initiatives, we will find the money. And of course, in our own lives, we'll find the money if we put our children through We have a letter from Menachem Avtav Shilam and Gimel. The letter is Yud Tav Tav Ayin Vav, where somebody writes to the Rebbe saying, I've opened up several camps. Um, you promised there would be money. I don't see any of it. And we're taking heavy losses, but we're, you know, we're doing what you want. We're enrolling children, getting them to learn, having them give tzedakah. You're pushing this initiative hard and we're doing it, but we're out of money. And uh, the Rebbe writes back, actually, I copied the wrong letter here. Um, this is not the letter I want you to have. It's not Yud Tav Tav Ayan Vav, although that's a really cool letter that we might do tomorrow. In that letter anyway, that I don't have on the screen in front of you, he responds that he will be giving a 20%, uh, he'll pay for 20% of any of the expenses that the Rebbe will pay for 20% of any expenses incurred by any of these camps or programs, provided that they give the Rebbe a clear accounting of how they spent their money. The Rebbe says, I'm not going to work in estimates, but if you give me a number of how much you spend, how much you're in the hole, I'll cover 20%. This continues throughout the summer, continues throughout Elul, and of course, then the Yom Kippur War breaks out. So this all rises to a fever pitch. And now I think we can return to this sicha that we looked at the very beginning and understand it with a, with a new enthusiasm. He says that, The Rebbe says, all summer, all I talked about is, The Rebbe says, this is again three days into the Yom Kippur War, all summer, all I was talking about was small children being able to help us avenge, our, avenge us against our enemies, small children learning Torah and that taking our enemies down, to destroy our enemies and to take revenge against them. The And at the time I connected it to a mimer, but what pushed me in the year, what pushed me this year to talk about a mimer 
Mimer from that year? What pushed me to take a Mimer that I knew well and make a Shturim about it this year? The Rebbe says, Niba v'loi v'eni adam aniba. I prophesied and I didn't know what I was prophesying. I, uh, it was only explained to me later that this was the reason that I was doing this. I only understood later, says the Rebbe, that this was uh, that this was in order to help the Jewish people win the Yom Kippur War. So what we've been looking at so far of the summer, a long series of letters where the Rebbe repeatedly in letters keeps on put, hitting the same two points. He wants small children to learn Torah throughout the summer. He wants small children to give tzedakah throughout the summer. The Rebbe himself will later identify as the reason why we won the Yom Kippur War. The reason why the Yom Kippur War was such a miracle, why we won it, and why we were able to win it in such a miraculous way that people didn't even necessarily see the Nisim because it was so miraculously well done on the ground was, uh, was look, I... I I don't want to say solely because, because I don't know, but I do know that uh, that the Rebbe's initiative laid the groundwork for that sort of success. And the Rebbe himself didn't know that he was doing that in the summer, when throughout the summer that we're learning right now, he was pushing these two and Yonim so strong. That is it. That's how Ruach uh, HaKadosh works. Yeah, I guess so. I wouldn't know firsthand, right? But... <laughs> I'm, I heard a story that... Um... By the Rebbe Rashab, there was a, a, chassid, a son of a chassid, uh decided he wants to go to Israel. And his father asked him to please go to the Rebbe Rashab to get a bracha. And he was more like leaning Zionist uh, direction, so he didn't want to go. Anyways, the Pearl, the father went in and asked for a bracha, and the Rebbe Rashab said he shouldn't go. But uh, the son went anyway. And um, the uh, the ship uh, sunk, and so the chassid came running back to the Rebbe Hashem and said, "If you knew that it was going to sink, why didn't you say?" He's like, "I didn't know that it was going to sink. That's not what they were megalim to me. It was megal that you asked what if he should go or not, and I said no." So, and he explained that that's how rochakidus works. Absolutely. You know, we we also saw this regarding. Um, where did we see this? We saw this with, with uh, Mivtza Mezuzah. We saw this with Mivtza Mezuzah, where the Rebbe again says in a, in a letter that he he didn't know why he was being pushed to do this, being pushed to do this Mivtza, and he discovered it only later. So the Rebbe admits mm -hmm. this when it happens, that he says, I, I, I felt something pushing me. He loses the Lush in Dacha over here, that it pushed him. He used that same Lush by Mezuzah also, that uh, that he felt something pushing him, so he followed his he followed his spiritual instincts and ended up being, uh, ended up being the salvation of the Jewish people. 